I, I'm like Tay and I have to lean away from the <laughs> microphone to breathe. <laughs> so that way I can edit. If you don't understand that reference, then you're probably on TikTok anyway. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was a burn. Call the burn unit. Someone call 911. <laughs> no, they're really busy right now. No, I'm kidding. Please do call them if you need them. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode seven of Better in Theory. And you can tell we haven't recorded in a while. We have not. Things happened this week. And they were crazy. Look, life has been a lot, okay? And <laughs> it's okay if life has been a lot for you, too. If you need to, just take a break. Yeah, not from life. Please don't take a break from life. <laughs> It's okay to take a no. break and and put things on pause, but... Yeah, relax, but keep breathing. <laughs> yes, please keep breathing. <laughs> um, yeah, this past week, uh, I had some scary health things pop up. Not COVID, but uh, I'm just or a serious... MRSA. Or MRSA. Well, okay, I don't know if it was MRSA. It could have been MRSA. I was using silver sulfadiazine, which I honestly think is like a miracle medication right now. Because is that what Nana used to call silvadine. Yes, actually. And it is uh, a miracle drug, in my opinion, because it's good for burns, <laughs> it's good for skin infections, it's good for lots of things. So, so before when you said call the burn unit, you could have just said get some silvadine. Yeah, I could have some silver sulfadiazine and put that on there. It's very good for burns. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm a big hypochondriac and I had some things crop up this week, probably from stress. And they uh, put a serious mental block in my way of being able to uh, research and record things well and... So we had to take a quick break. Yeah, because if you don't, if you've never done a podcast like this before, where you're talking about different stories, then you might not realize that it actually can be a lot of work. Um, and I'm not complaining at all because this is our decision to do this. And it's been really fun and super cool to see all of our like numbers going up and people in different parts of the world listening to our podcast, which is crazy. So if you're one of those people, then thank you, because that's amazing. But yeah, it can take a lot of time because we really try to research a lot. And hopefully you can tell that when we tell our stories. <laughs> and editing uh, is a process. Like I said last week, I am kind of 
particular, I'll say. I'm kind of particular about how I edit, so I have to make sure that I do it in a certain way, and and it does take a while. So uh, thank you to all of our listeners who are out there, just like Morgan just said. Thank you to our listeners who are putting in the time to listen to our episodes and appreciate them. We love you guys, so thank you. And I know I gave a specific shout out to our international non-US listeners, but we do have a pretty solid base of people in the US as well. So just thank you to everybody for listening. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you're ready for a crazy fucking episode. Yeah, this one might be kind of short. Apparently both of our stories are pretty short this episode, but um, mine's pretty entertaining and I'm pretty excited about the theories that I have. And so I'm, I'm going to just apologize in advance because mine is the opposite <laughs> of entertaining. It's really, really just the worst. Yeah, you promised it's me it was going to be infuriating. <sighs> it, like, oh, I hate it. Um, I also want to make a mention of the uh, a new podcast well it's not a new podcast but it's new to me um my one of the doctors who I work for mentioned it to me this week and asked if I had heard of it and it's the in the dark podcast have you heard of that one I'm trying to think of if we follow them on Instagram or not (laughs) I don't know well um I don't know I can't remember right now because I haven't been on our Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the In the Dark podcast, they cover a new story each season. And this season, I'm pretty sure they're doing, I think it's called Coronavirus in the Delta, like the Mississippi Delta. Um, But their first season covered a kidnapping. And the second season covered um an unsolved murder so yeah so i should i want to start listening to that one and i think you would probably enjoy it too so my boss recommended it to me and said that it was really good can i just (laughs) can i just say so usually we can't see each other when we record because we use a, a web browser and, you know, we've never used a video before, but we're FaceTiming and we have each other on mute and we're using the web browser to hear each other. Um, and so all I can see because you record in a closet is you're like <laughs> surrounded by clothes. And it's well, just like your face. It doesn't help that I sit on the floor in the closet either, so I'm like <laughs> underneath clothes. There's clothes all above my head. So, yeah, I'm sure it's got to be pretty interesting to sit there and watch me talk and there's just mom's clothes all over. Well, and especially because it's backlit, so it's just like this bright <laughs> yellow light, your face, <laughs> your pop filter, and clothes. Yeah. This is this is an interesting one, but we have finally we have finally figured out how to get Morgan's sound to sound good, and uh, it's kind of hilarious. You guys obviously can't see it, but she doesn't have a microphone stand because initially hers 
was on a broadcasting arm and that wasn't working out because of the uh, echoiness of her room. And so now she's literally just holding this big ass microphone <laughs> and talking into it, which is pretty funny. And I have my my pop filter attached to my laptop <laughs> sitting facing the headboard on my bed. So we do this for you guys. <laughs> this is what you get out of a, a non-professional podcast. But we're getting there. We're, we have a, uh, a theme song this time. We have a theme song. Yes. So. Thank you, Walter. Thank you, Walter. We could not have done it without you. So without further ado, let's get started on our stories this week. I'm excited to hear your weird one. <laughs> Did I tell you what it's called? No, you I didn't. You just said it's weird. Okay. Well, this week I am covering the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Like worms? <laughs> No, not like worms. <laughs> and not like the Jake Gyllenhaal movie either. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh. I didn't. I've never heard of it. Literally Night my crawler. only. Yeah, my only like connection to that word is worms. <laughs> From growing up in Hickville. Fishing and fishing. No. Nightcrawler, the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, where he plays a journalist or something. He's a photographer maybe and he starts like committing crimes so that way he has something to report on is that like based on a true story <laughs> yeah it, it is like, actually it sounds is like yeah. one of those guys yeah there was uh, something in brazil i guess something like that but anyway this is not about no not about jake gyllenhaal this is not about jake gyllenhaal it's also not about worms <laughs> <laughs> okay my sources this week, I only have three. They are the Fresno Bee, which is a newspaper, Cryptid Wiki, <laughs> and Wikipedia, which I, I try not to use Wikipedia, but all I really needed from Wikipedia was facts about Fresno itself oh, and okay. not my story because... You can't look up the Fresno Nightcrawlers and find it on Wikipedia. You have to find it on Cryptid <laughs> you have to go to Wiki. Cryptid <laughs> All right. Well, I am ready. I am primed and ready to go. <laughs> and Cryptid Wiki should tell you, of course, about what kind of story I'm doing this week. It is, of course, a cryptid, which is, this is my first cryptid. I know you covered mm -hmm, one, yeah. sort of. Um, so I my, did. Yeah. The Black Flash. Mm -hmm, yeah. Black Flash. I was trying to think because I know, but in the Oregon Vortex one, I just briefly talked about Squatch, so. Yeah. Well, so. But yeah. So I'm covering a cryptid this week, and to get started, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Fresno to kind of uh, beef up my story a little bit here because, like I said, it's pretty short, and um, I knew nothing about Fresno, California before I started doing research and there's some pretty interesting and shitty stuff about fresno <laughs> i mean there's some nice stuff about fresno but there's some there's also kind of a, a sad history of the city itself hmm. um i so, have also never been to california or fresno i've been to california once 
and I was there for three days in a basement apartment in San Francisco, and um, I <laughs> didn't like it that to much. Uber to the airport. I was terrified to Uber to the airport because I thought I was going to get murdered because I listened to too much true crime. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously, I didn't get murdered on my way to the San Francisco airport. But at the San Francisco airport, I did accidentally bring an entire bottle of water through security and had to leave security and go dump it out. And then when I came back, I accidentally left my entire fucking bag at security (laughs) and thought someone had stolen it. And then I told a person at my gate, like a flight attendant or whatever... That gate attendant? Yeah, gate attendant. Thank you. I told a gate <laughs> attendant that someone had stolen my fucking bag. And she was like, oh, no, we have to call San Francisco police. And I was just like, um, okay, don't do that. I'm going to go check security. And, um, of course, it was there. And the worst part is the guy at security recognized me as the person who had brought the entire <laughs> bottle of water through. <laughs> So, so so basically your worst nightmare. Yeah, so the San Francisco airport probably hates me and I don't blame them. Um all right. So back to Fresno, um which is actually 185 miles southeast of San Francisco or SF as SF. I have heard the people of San Francisco refer to it. SF never San Fran. And mom also. Well, that's true. Wait, mom calls it SF or mom says San Fran? Mom says SF. Oh, more than anything. Apparently, that's what you're supposed to say is SF. I live in SF. I'm visiting SF. Can you not just say San Francisco? (laughs) People who are in San Francisco are going to fucking hate us and I don't blame them. So I'm going to stop now. (laughs) <laughs> We're gonna see the U.S. population and people that listen to us go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crash and burn. Um, okay, so Fresno uh, is a city of about five hundred thirty thousand people in Central California. It is the fifth most populous city in California, and it's within the top sixty. Of most populous cities in the U.S. I think it's number 58, but I'm not sure because I didn't write it down. (laughs) Um, It is, like I said, 185 miles southeast of San Francisco and 220 miles north of L.A. And it was originally founded as a railway station for the Central Pacific Railroad in 1872. Mm. So it just started off as a railway station. And then and people got off the train there and they're like, what? This is amazing. <laughs> we <wanna> stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, um, it, I wrote it somewhere on here. Oh, I guess I didn't. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, became an incorporated city a couple of years later. I think it was about a decade later that it became an actual city and not just a railroad station. Rail railway station. Now the original inhabitants of the area were the Yokuts and Miwok people, and I had to Google how to pronounce Yokuts. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, is that what you Googled? Yes, it is. I had to Google how to how to pronounce it, so I made sure I said it correctly. And I believe it's Yokuts. 
so they were the first people to inhabit that central area of California, and they were mostly a hunter-gatherer society, and they did some trading with tribes that were closer to the California coast. And hmm. fun fact, the Miwok people kept domesticated dogs as pets. Oh my god, that's adorable. Isn't that cute? I love it. Um, we love dogs. <laughs> obviously, I'm a vet tech. I love dogs. <laughs> Unfun fact... After the first contact with the Spanish in 1772, the Spanish, Mexican, and U.S. governments conducted a century-long genocide against the native people of California. So that's not great. Yeah, I read a uh, an estimate that said, oh, I think it was 93% of Miwok people were uh, were murdered. And the rest were forced into indentured servitude. So... Yeah, we don't like that. No. Uh, And then it was like upwards of... Upwards of almost 10,000 people, native people, who were... uh, Who were murdered during this genocide. So... What the fuck? Yeah. Not great, to say the least. And um, that kind of, you know, sets the scene for the, I think it's the San Joaquin Valley, which is the central, central California where Fresno is located. Um, Some nice, some really fucking awful. Yeah. More awful parts are coming up. (laughs) Um, Oh, good. Multiple fires destroyed parts of the city of Fresno in the early days because so many of the buildings were made of wood Kind of, you know, the the mm. way that most old-timey western towns were. And, <laughs> well, you know, you think about, like, old-timey western towns and the California gold rush and people. I am picturing the um, old Sonora from Psych. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Alex and I just watched that episode the other day. It wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't talk about a TV show. At least it's not Bob's Burgers. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a Bob's Burgers reference this time. I don't. I mean, luckily I don't either because mine's <laughs> about a murder. Um. Yeah, it does. It makes me think of old Sonora, just like in Psych. And I just watched that episode. So, yeah, you think about those kind of old timey towns. They were made out of wood. And you got to think about Central California. And it's very dry. And there were lots of fires, and they destroyed um, parts of the town during the early days of Fresno. Yikes! And then during it's got World a War Two, past it, yeah, it just keeps being troubled because during World War Two, at least two locations in Fresno served as temporary gathering centers for Japanese Americans being forced into internment camps. So it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> well, and you know um, what Zach Bagans would say is that all of that, all of that negative energy, it's still around. The stone tape theory. That's his favorite. <laughs> the stone tape theory. <laughs> I'm not going to knock Zach Bagans. I watched him sing happy birthday to a child today and that was really sweet. <laughs> yeah, that is really nice. Uh, some other fun facts about 
Fresno, the Fresno Municipal City Landfill was the first modern landfill in the U.S. And it's how it is. It's basically how we still design and build our landfills in the U.S. today. And it's it's closed now. But wait, and when did that happen? When did it? Oh, you had to ask. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said it. (gasps) No. Um, I think it was the early 30s. Okay. Because I was just going to say, if we're still using that model and it's not old, like, we should probably, I don't know. (laughs) Reevaluate. I think, yeah, I think it was the 1930s and it's closed now, but (laughs) weirdly enough, it is a national historic landmark. (laughs) So in case you're a landmark for our landfill, in case you're in Fresno and you want to go visit a national historic landmark, you can go visit the municipal city landfill. (laughs) But wear a mask and stay six feet apart from people. Please do. Also, I just want to I just want to make a note here. I'm not picking on Fresno. I'm really not. I know it, it might sound like you are. I know it sounds like I'm picking on Fresno. I'm not. I just went on Wikipedia and picked out some of the more interesting <laughs> facts about the city. And um it's so I promise I'm not I'm not picking on Fresno. I If you happen to be from Fresno and you're listening to this, let us know if <laughs> uh we should be picking on Fresno. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let us know. We grew up in some pretty shitty places. So, um You mean across the street from a guy that practiced tractor pulls all day long in the summer <laughs> in a right to farm community? So, yeah. I'm going to I'm definitely not picking on Fresno here. Just want everyone to know. Um, yeah, no couple more fun facts. The first successful credit card was launched by Bank of America in Fresno in 1958, and that project eventually spun off into the company that today is Visa. That's cool. So because of Fresno, we have credit cards and Visa, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, Popping originated in Fresno. The dance popping you know oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not popping but popping that was a, that was a good try <laughs> thanks no it wasn't you're <laughs> sitting down it was, it was so bad um <laughs> but yeah popping originated in fresno there's an annual taco truck festival there Ooh, which that honestly nice. yeah let's, let's go get some let's go to that fucking tacos when and we're allowed to travel again yeah that's true um, and then here's a quick little list of famous people from Fresno. Lots of athletes. And I didn't recognize, like, any of them, so I didn't put any athletes on there. But um, Kevin Federline. Like yeah, there were a lot of football players and a lot of basketball players. Oh, okay. Um, there was a pitcher for the Red Sox, but I didn't recognize who he was, so I didn't put his name on the list. That's fine. Uh, Kevin Federline. <laughs> K-Fed. Britney Spears' husband. You remember? The white guy with the do-rag? K-Fed? <laughs> okay. You clearly no. don't remember, but the rest of the world remembers Kevin Federline, and he is from <laughs> Fresno. Um, Look, I found out that I am what you call a cusp person because I'm not 
I guess I'm not a millennial and I'm not a Gen Z because mm. I was born in 96. Yeah, you're in the middle. So nobody wants me. <laughs> I know the rest of the world will remember K-Fed. He is from Fresno. Also, Cher. Cher was a mm. Fresno high school student. Gary cool. Jules. Gary Jules. He did the cover of Mad World. It's really famous. Oh, yes. That guy, Gary Jules. Warren Zevin, who is also a musician, and he did uh, Werewolves of London. You know that one? Oh, my God. I love that song. Werewolves of London by Warren Zevin. What else did Warren Zevin do that you might recognize? Um, (laughs) Hold on. I'm looking it up, Googling it. Warren Zevin, he did Werewolves of London. Oh, he did Lawyers, Guns, and Money. Okay. He did one called called My Shit's Fucked Up. (laughs) Okay, so you probably won't know Warren Zevin at all, but, um, yeah, he did. Oh, no, he died. Oh, he died a long time ago. Damn. (laughs) I just was not paying attention. Um, Warren Zevin was there, I guess. And um, also, this one's my personal favorite. Susan Montgomery Williams. How could you not recognize Susan Montgomery Williams, Morgan? She holds the world record for the largest bubblegum bubble. Come on, you don't remember Susan Montgomery Williams with the world's largest bubblegum bubble. Come on, that has to be a good enough reason to pick on Fresno. <laughs> no, I think it's a great reason to love Fresno. They have the world's largest bubblegum bubble. Um, Well, that's all the fun facts that I have about Fresno, California. I will move on to actually talking about the Nightcrawlers here. Show me the cryptid. So we will definitely have to post pictures of them for you guys to get a better understanding and for you to get a better understanding, Morgan, of what they look like because... I'll Google it right now. They are pretty interesting. you got to Google Fresno Nightcrawlers. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I don't want to come up with a... um, Just some worms. Some worms, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. What the fuck? You just, you just found it? Okay. Uh, (laughs) The the (laughs) caption of this photo is haunted pants. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, um, when you watch the video, and I will send you the video because I want you to to know the exact video video. that I'm- There's a video, and I want you to know the exact one that I'm talking about, so I don't want you to look for it. This was a Jimmy Neutron episode, or was it the movie? <laughs> oh, no. yeah, think, was it? No, I think it was an no, episode. No, it wasn't the, the movie. movie was, was the... I think it was. I think it was the first episode of the show with haunted pants, like pants that the, came to life. The, yeah, the pants that um that came to life, and they were like at- attacking everybody in the town because Jimmy was trying to invent self-folding pants. Yes, that's right. So now that you know what they look like. Well, now that Morgan knows what they look like, I will talk a little bit about them, and in talking about them, I will describe them for you. It's kind of fitting that you're talking about 
haunted pants that you're sitting in the, sitting closet. In the closet. <laughs> Just watch out. At least you're not in Fresno. <laughs> so in 2007, a Fresno homeowner known only as Jose captured... <laughs> Did you say homeowner like that for a reason? <laughs> How do they... Homeowner? You said homeowner. <laughs> like... Well, I wasn't saying homeowner. Like I was... Homeowner. <laughs> I love how... What's the that joke about how, like, there's only two words in the English language with the word meow in it, and it's just meow and homeowner? <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Um, okay. Okay. So, Jose captured footage at night of two strange-looking creatures ambling across his front lawn. And the two resembled pairs of long, white pants with tiny, round heads at the top. And they were swinging their long legs out and forward as they moved across the grass. So, think about... Jose, I'm so sorry that you had to witness that. (laughs) Truly. In your own front yard. <laughs> in your own yard. Just imagine that. In one of the articles uh, I had read was that he, you know, had this uh, security camera, like, focused on his yard. And he was not, obviously, just, like, sitting around watching the security camera all night. And he didn't take a look at the security camera until his dog started barking at something out in the yard. And so poor Jose and his dog both had to witness whatever the fuck these things are. And Did you see that dog was like, what the fuck? That dog was like, why are there pants just <laughs> moving around out there? He's like, usually there are feet attached <laughs> to those pants. And then a body, too. So when you are thinking about how they move, you have to think about, like, the way that people in stilts walk because you know they don't walk they don't like move their legs just straight in front of them they kind of like they kind of go like that you know like it it kind of swings out and goes around yeah Yeah, because you have uh, to get the whole stilt in front of you before right or you'll fall on your face so it's kind of like that and i hate it (laughs) cryptid wiki describes the creatures as quote an extremely thin white humanoid with no discernible arms, with most of their height being made up of their legs, and very short, thin, stilt-like feet. Which is really gross. It's so gross. But I was honestly not... When you said a cryptid, I was not expecting <laughs> no, whatever that was. they're so silly looking. Like, they're not... I mean, honestly, they're not scary. Like... They don't look I mean, scary. If, they just look silly. If I was seeing that at night, okay. especially if I had like woken up in the middle sure. of the night and I looked at my window, I'd be like, "Am I okay?" I mean, that's true. I would, I would definitely do like they do in movies where you like rub your eyes and look again. You know, <laughs> just like yeah, exactly like, oh, you know that that would be me. Why, <laughs> Why did I feel like? Keith Habersberger from the Try Guys when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so yeah, I, I could understand being scared of that. But in general, they're not scary looking. At least to me. They Please just tell me one look of like the pants. Theories. Please tell me that one of the theories is aliens. I can neither confirm nor deny my theories. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the terrified Fresnin, which I learned is the word for a Fresno resident, is a Fresnin, brought his video to Univision, where <gasps> it caught the attention of paranormal investigator Victor Camacho. Ooh. I guess uh, Jose brought the video to Univision and Univision reached out to this paranormal investigator and was like hey please look into this because we don't know what the fuck this is do you think that like whoever he brought it to at Univision was like pantalones <laughs> pantalones <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, probably I don't know I, I think there's probably a lot of uh confusion obviously okay <laughs> over over what the fuck they were seeing in this video um and yeah that video is pretty much just like it's dark it you're looking at somebody's lawn and there's just like these two white pants looking things just slowly ambling across this guy's yard just real gently just like moving across the grass it's very weird. In 2010, the TV show Fact or Faked, Paranormal Files, featured the video on an episode and determined the footage to be, quote, unexplainable. Hmm. They tried unsuccessfully to recreate the video with puppets and <laughs> children dressed in white sheets. <laughs> Children apparently don't have torsos anymore. <laughs> they don't have torsos, they don't have arms, they just have incredibly long legs and a very round head right on top. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because of this show that they earned their name, the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Um, well, hey, that would be a good reason to explain why millennials aren't having as many children. That's true. If they look that, that they're, weird. They're coming out without torsos and arms just legs with a head on top just really long and people legs. are calling them night crawlers night i mean crawlers. that's kind of mean <laughs> well the weird thing is too they call them night crawlers but they don't crawl like no. in none of the videos are they crawling they're just walking i think that would honestly be even creepier oh god if if it was just really long legs and a head attached like crawling inching across the fucking <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> <laughs> thank you i hate it so much <laughs> um so multiple wait if you think about it these are like the opposite of worms <laughs> <laughs> because they're only legs <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> um Multiple multiple other videos have since made their way onto YouTube claiming to show more Nightcrawlers, but most of them are fake. You can only trust Jose. That's true. You can only trust Jose. 
<laughs> um, did we just find our first like T-shirt eventually? <laughs> you can only trust. <laughs> I hope so. I just want a T-shirt that says that just, just because like, it just just so that way people will be like, who the fuck is Jose? <laughs> All right, so. Another video of these nightcrawlers that is considered reputable was taken in Yosemite National Park. And it was another, like, two of these creatures. And one of them was taller than the other. The other one was really small. It said, like, less than half a meter. And I'm pretty sure that half a meter is, like, 3.3 feet. Mm -hmm. So, so less than three feet tall. So, like... Like your baby, but in just very long pajama pants, pulled all way the way less. up to her. Way, actually, <laughs> way more than my baby right now because she's only 25 and a half inches tall. So, like, like my niece, but with pants pulled all the way up to her shoulders and just covering yeah. her arms. <laughs> and a very, very, very small baby on her shoulders. Yes. Some kind of, yeah, exactly. Like another foot, at least. <laughs> um... Well, the original video has never been debunked, as far as I know. Um, so can we trust Jose? I don't know. <laughs> Do you trust Jose? I trust Jose. <laughs> okay, so you need a shirt that says, I trust Jose, <laughs> and I need a shirt that says, you can only trust Jose. <laughs> Pick this your team, like people. <laughs> this sounds like we're creating a political campaign for a person <laughs> named Jose. Pick your pick your side, people. Pick your team. I can only trust Jose. Or no, what was it? You can no, only trust I Jose. Can or, trust Jose. I trust or Jose. you can only trust Jose. They're the same they're the same message, but it's an important distinction. <laughs> exactly. There's some different branding there. Uh, yeah, so that original video has never been debunked, really. Um, Camacho, the the paranormal investigator, believes that it's real, and he stated that Jose was terrified for weeks after he recorded this video. He didn't even want to leave his house. He was so scared. Damn. But a YouTube channel called Para Breakdown did... Okay. A video in which they showed how the original footage could have been faked as a puppet made of pajama pants. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. A pajama pants puppet. Um, <laughs> title of this episode, episode seven, a pajama pants puppet. So now we're on to the theories about the Fresno Nightcrawlers. I'm so excited for these. Well, the first one is a debunked theory. Okay. This was one that had passed around the internet for a little while. Um, some people had claimed that this was a creature from Native American legend, and that is not true. Uh, Were those all white people saying that? <laughs> probably. Um, while it is true that the Miwok people incorporated animal totems into their religion. The theory that the Nightcrawlers were somehow related to that, like they were a totem or something, uh, that's total bullshit. There's <laughs> nothing in Native American legend about 
these night crawlers. Hey, well, hey, you know what Ken Hotate says about white people? <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> white people are terrified of curses. <laughs> yeah, it's got nothing to do with a curse. There's no, no, nothing, no Native American legend is tied to this at all. The next theory is hilarious to me um, <laughs> because it just shows people who have a very serious lack of understanding of animals. Um, <laughs> the next theory is that it could possibly be a deer walking on its hind legs to get leaves. <laughs> is it a giraffe? I mean, the Did... trees are not, the trees aren't like super tall. They're low hanging, but um, I just, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a deer walk on its hind legs. <laughs> they do. And I lived in Montana. They can balance like that. Yeah, they do. They walk like that? I mean, not the way that, not slow and graceful the way that these things are walking, <laughs> which graceful. is why I, well, they do kind of walk gracefully in this video. Um, so I don't think it's deer uh, walking around on this guy's lawn looking for food. Um, the next theory that um, Vincent Camacho potentially believes is that they're fairies. <laughs> that they're fairy people, which I just... Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever heard of a fairy looking like that. No, it's quite silly. Um they kind of remind me in a way of the um what are they? The Kodama from Princess Mononoke. The little I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's so good. So maybe that's what he means that they're like little sprites, but I think we can kind of safely say that it's probably not fairies and oh my god i'm so fucking excited morgan because this is my first theory of aliens yes <laughs> you called waiting. it you totally called it and i was so excited for it to be aliens um vincent camacho has proposed that they could be individuals <laughs> of an extraterrestrial insectoid species resembling a praying mantis. And he presented this theory at a MUFON conference. Do you remember MUFON? Should the, I? Yes, the Mutual UFO Network. We have heard about it in multiple episodes of And That's Why We Drink. MUFON? No? Okay. Well, he presented it at a UFO conference. I'm a bad fan. Apparently. Jeez. Uh, he presented it at a MUFON conference believing that they could potentially be aliens just wandering around um, in Fresno, which, I don't know, I've never been to Fresno. People from Fresno, is that something that <laughs> sounds about right? Aliens? <laughs> aliens in Fresno? Because we've heard of the aliens in, like, Arizona and shit. Yeah, but... In Nevada and shit. That's expected, but never Fresno. Never Fresno. So, if you if you have heard of it and you think it's probably aliens, please comment on our social media or send us an email, because we want to know. And then, of course, 
the last theory is just that they're puppets. Pants on a wire, just <laughs> dancing across someone's lawn. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on a wire. <laughs> That's good. I love it. You know, that that could be what it is, you know, and it probably is what it is. Just yeah, a puppet. Yeah, but that's not fun. No. That's not as fun as aliens. No, it's not nearly as fun as aliens or fairies or tall deer. Like <laughs> <laughs> For the sheer entertainment of it all, I'm right. going to say that it's aliens, okay? I, I'm going to, I honestly think it's just pants because i think that's hilarious just pants dancing on the breeze (laughs) (laughs) um okay now i have to see that video uh well they're not dancing they're just walking but it's hilarious um (laughs) you know the funny thing is kind of like how mothman really took off and people have mothman yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mothman. Yeah. Um, oh, even when you Google Fresno Nightcrawlers, one of the autofill suggestions is Fresno Nightcrawlers TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't okay. know. I didn't click on it. I did not know that. But, like, people have made little plushies out of them and <laughs> little keychains out of them. and That's hilarious. Yeah, like... So they're really embracing it. Yes, people have fallen in love with them. I guess because they are so, what's the word I'm looking for? Harmless? They're so harmless. It's just this cryptid that's just like walking around uh, doing pretty much nothing. And they just. It's kind of on the same level as like Sasquatch and Mothman and Nessie. Well, except that didn't Mothman supposedly like attack a bunch of people? I think, oh. I think that's the legend of Mothman in West Virginia. He like attacked people. Okay, so never mind. Not Mothman. <laughs> I know in the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode about or BuzzFeed Paranormal. Oh yeah, they or whatever, stole the baby or something. That lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know that Mothman is harmless, but but they have embraced him. Yeah, it. they have. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I guess that's along the same lines with these. It's just they look like pants and they're sort of cute. And, and you know, for a place who's who has uh, to say that, like, oh, we have a historical landfill, <laughs> like, you know, they yeah. want to have some fun. Right. And honestly, when you Google the Fresno Nightcrawlers and you just look up, like, pictures of them... Some of the some of the art is just really <laughs> cute. Like they're kind and of honestly, okay. I got a good laugh from seeing that the caption on the pictures was haunted, <laughs> haunted pants. Haunted pants, exactly. <laughs> they're just honestly, they're just kind of cute and I like them. Um they're up there. Yeah, they are up there with some of the other cryptids just being adorable. So does this mean that we need to create pajama pants that can that says you can only trust jose uh yeah i guess we need pants instead yeah oh my god can they be like joggers and down the side it just says i trust jose (laughs) on one leg and then the other leg says you can can only only trust trust jose Jose. i fucking love it (laughs) 
but yeah, God. so that is the story of the Fresno Nightcrawlers. <laughs> that was hilarious. And honestly, I'm really glad that you had a fun one because mine is not fun. Awesome. Oh, it's really infuriating. But <laughs> I honestly think that was my favorite one that you've done so far. Thank you. It's very, it's silly. It's goofy. <laughs> and it's just a lot of fun. I think I really needed that right now. <laughs> we should have done it just like we did two weeks ago where we did it backwards and, oh, no, wait, no, that was me. That was when I did the true crime. Okay, so this will work out because at the end we can just peace out and leave everyone to feel really bad, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <sighs> so are you ready? I guess I'm as ready as I'm going to be. So, this one, this is the story of Harold Butch Knight. I have never heard of this. My sources, I only have two. My main source is a YouTube video from Kendall Ray. And I can't say the title of that video yet because it will literally tell you, it tells you almost like the whole story, the most infuriating part. Okay. Um, But... I saw this, I watched her video a couple of days ago, and it absolutely just infuriated me, so. Is she the one who does the makeup in True Crime? No, that's Bailey Sarian, oh. and I, I love her video so much. She is hilarious, so if anybody likes makeup and is also interested in True Crime stories, Go watch Bailey Sarian on YouTube because she's amazing. Okay. I honestly, I really debated whether I should do this case or not. Oh. But I decided in the end I wanted to cover it because I just really want this horrible man to be caught. Okay. So this case takes place in Allegan, Michigan, and it features a husband and wife. Oh, no. Harold, better known as Butch Knight, married a woman named Sarah Porter. And I don't remember the year that they got married, but I know they met in 1995. Okay. Um, she was a respiratory therapist who met Butch because his mom was one of her patients. And apparently when they met, they just totally hit it off. It seemed like they really had a picture-perfect relationship. After they got married, they moved to Maine, and, you know, they were both really outdoorsy, they loved to go hiking, so Maine seemed like a really great place for them to live. Yeah. Sarah got a job as a teacher in the hospital there, and Butch started driving, um, he would make deliveries of supplies to that same hospital for a little while. Okay. He had two kids of his own, and he seemed like this amazing family man, which was really important to Sarah because she also had two kids from a previous marriage. Like a miniature Brady Bunch. Yeah, except morbid. <laughs> 
And so apparently they were super romantic and they would always go on picnics and explore nearby lighthouses. Sarah loved Valentine's Day. And I know, Valentine's (laughs) Day is gross, but (laughs) apparently he would go way over the top with her gifts and get her these crazy like floral arrangements he would literally buy her those ginormous oversized cards i didn't know that those actually existed right apparently they do um and sarah would say that it felt like every day was valentine's day with butch okay that's gross but cute right um, and it's really sad to say this, but unfortunately, he, this guy was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Aren't so... all men, though? Let's be real here. <laughs> they cannot be trusted. <laughs> Sorry, Jose. Oh, Jose, no. Listen, Jose is the <laughs> only one that you can trust. <laughs> we can trust Jose. Okay. <laughs> um... So soon after they got married, Sarah began confiding in people that were close to her, saying that Butch seemed to have many sides to him. Mm. She would say that he would snap at her and he was absolutely verbally abusive to her and her kids. Oh, no. Um, apparently, when one of her daughters was 14... He told her that she wasn't, quote, the smartest and needed to come up with some way of supporting herself because, quote, I'm not going to do it forever, unquote. What the fuck? And she was 14. If anyone ever spoke to even just my dog like that... (laughs) They would be dead. So, like, my children, oh, no. And her daughters would also say that he often acted like they were a complete inconvenience to him. Seriously, what the fuck? So, he would go from being the most amazing, wonderful guy to just this horrible and cruel person who would purposefully initiate arguments just it was he was just not a great person yeah he sounds like a total prick and to top it all off sarah worked three jobs she cleaned the house she cooked all of the meals and butch did nothing he Mm. did have that job delivering hospital supplies for a little while but he pretty much just quit one day um and she even said that she was tired of being the maid yeah i don't blame her what the fuck this guy right Ugh. Ugh. it's like oh he's gonna he's gonna be so nice and charming to get you and then once he has once he is comfortable that you're not gonna leave he's like yeah i can be my true self Mm. so sarah ended up wanting to move back to michigan because i mean all of her family was in michigan and in maine she had nobody except her daughters and she was living with this horrible guy yeah i don't blame her i would want to get the fuck out of there too so 
She does. Without Butch. Good. She gets a job out there and she moves. Pretty sure she brought her daughters. I don't think she would leave them. (laughs) Um, I would hope so. (laughs) And from what I was finding, it sounds like they were separated for a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Butch claimed to that he was going to get his shit together and he was going to help out more um, because he wanted to get back together, basically. Okay. So in 2014, he does move back to Michigan and she seemed happy. They got a house together out there in Michigan and... She said that she was ready to spend the rest of her life with him. Ew, but okay, I guess. But didn't take long to completely go back to his old ways. So she was making money, doing all of the cooking and the cleaning, all that jazz. Of course. Because some people just never change. Right. And so one day... Sarah was talking to her daughter, and she expressed that Butch was acting kind of strange lately. Mm -hmm. But she also said that their anniversary was coming up, so she was under the impression that he was acting weird because he was planning to surprise her in some way. Mm. Okay. You can kind of understand where she would come from, because he would always surprise her with these lavish gifts and and stuff so that's what she thought was going on okay i mean i guess if he has been like good with surprises in the past then maybe and i mean part of it too could also be a little bit of wishful thinking sure yeah that you really hope he's actually changed right um that did not happen because on January 13th, 2015, Allegan County Dispatch receives a call oh God. from Butch Knight. Oh, no. Now, um, this is honestly absolutely just, I can't even describe it, um, but you can listen to the 911 call. Uh. It's awful. Um, oh, God. And Kendall Ray does feature it in her video, so if you're interested, I would head over to her YouTube channel. Um, So, Butch gets on the phone, and 100% calm, monotone, zero emotion whatsoever. Ugh. He says, quote, Okay, I strangled her. <gasps> She's dead, and she's laying on the living room floor. You need to get law enforcement out there to do whatever they do with dead bodies. End quote. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? In dispatch, the lady is like, okay, um, and she's trying to get him. She's like, who am I speaking with? You know, and he says, quote, that's not important. I'm getting ready to leave the country. End quote. Oh my god. Oh my god. And if you listen to this call, it's just fucking wild. Um, And I truly do not 
know how 911 dispatchers even do their job um and this woman that he's talking to on the phone she you know she's really trying to to get this information and can you imagine just like hearing that so nonchalantly no absolutely not i just do not don't don't know i have um, thought that maybe i could could handle being a 911 dispatcher because i tend to kind of compartmentalize my stress but i just <laughs> i don't think that if i heard something like that that i would be very calm i would no. probably lose my fucking mind it gets worse how so turns out he didn't call 911 right away at all <gasps> oh my god no um so when the police get to the house no one was there except for Sarah, whose body they found laying in the living room under a sheet. Oh my god, okay. Um, They said that Butch had left the house keys outside on the patio so they could get inside. What the fuck? And laying next to her body was a bunch of papers with all of her family members listed on it so they could contact them to tell her that she was fucking murdered. What? Just, just seriously. Get ready for this. Get ready for this next one because. Oh, no. <laughs> um. Apparently, he killed her, and stayed in the house for at least two days. What the fuck? With her body, just, just laying there. Oh my god! Before he called nine one one. Oh my god! <laughs> I. What? And the only way that police would end up identifying that Butch was the one that made the 911 call was his own son identified his voice. Oh my... Can oh. you imagine hearing your your fucking dad saying that? No. That's like, just... what the fuck? I just can't even... Oh my god. They also think that he dyed his hair and mustache black because they found hair dye in the sink and on his pillowcases. Oh, and he also took everything that connected him to the house from it. Like, apparently he literally even took, like, pictures off the wall, leaving the hooks. Why? Later on, police end up finding surveillance footage from their bank on the day that he killed sarah he can be seen draining her bank account <gasps> oh my god i don't remember the timeline unfortunately for this but sarah's family receives a package in the mail and it's postmarked from maine and it has two thousand dollars in it with a note that said that he wanted Sarah to be cremated with that money, which, by the way, was her own money. Oh, how nice of him to give. <laughs> right? Isn't that to sweet? To give her family her own money. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna scream. Police also find out that he had been googling ways to kill people, and also going to the shooting range to practice. Oh my god. 
on January 31st, they catch a sighting of a butch at a Walmart in Maine. And they actually said that he was buying hair dye. Again? Again. It was the same color. It was still black. Okay. Um, But there he can be seen ditching his car and getting a ride from somebody. And they brought him out into the middle of nowhere in Maine. Hopefully he fucking died there. Now we can get into the theories. Firstly, people think that he could have fled to Canada because, I mean, it's pr- Maine, it's pretty close to the Canadian border. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, here's a, here's a theory posed by Butch himself. What? The note in that package that her, Sarah's family got, he says the reason he had to kill Sarah... Oh my god. ...was because he was selling drugs. And she just had to die because she knew too much. What the fuck? What? So he was a drug dealer so he had to kill his wife? Yeah, and police said that there is absolutely zero chance that that is actually ever possible. I'm going to scream. He was not a drug dealer. He was just trying to find some fucking excuse. Oh my god. And that brings us to our final and also prevailing theory. Okay. Which is that he has assimilated himself into an Amish community. What? Is that... Wait. Like, legit? Like, that's the best theory? Yes. Yes, because apparently he had always kept a ton of, like, books on the Amish, and he was extremely fascinated with their lifestyle, and, like, he was kind of obsessed with, like, everything Amish. As weird as that sounds. Okay. I mean, that's kind of a weird culture to be fascinated with, but okay. And so people believe, truly believe, that he found an Amish community and just completely disappeared into it. And I mean, I can believe it because they don't have TVs. It's not like they're going to know that this guy is on the run in his life. Yeah, but I I mean, I guess at the same time, aren't the Amish known for being like particularly uh insular and not really allowing people to just join their community? Don't you have to work pretty hard to to become a member of an Amish community? From what I found and from what um kendall had been saying in her video it's actually the opposite way like they're very like welcoming of new people really i guess that's that's honestly like what i was finding huh okay and i could be totally wrong i mean i don't know any amish people i mean that's true i don't know any (laughs) amish people either (laughs) um and i know very little about the amish but yeah, that's that's it. That's the story. Jesus, that really is infuriating. I know. It's it honestly, I was watching the video and just like I wanted to pull my hair out because yeah. he he still has not been caught. 
And he just completely admitted it. Like, oh yeah, he he called the he called the police on himself. And I just have to, you know, it's kind of insane to me that in this day and age, people can just disappear, disappear. like that. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Oh, it doesn't make any sense. You'd think that technology is so advanced now. That's infuriating. It really is infuriating. You told me it was going to be infuriating and make me really angry, and it did exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm sorry. God. So, that leads me to say, if you have any information on Harold Butch Knight in some form, please let the police know. If you know of some dumb Amish motherfucker with fake dyed black hair and beard, <laughs> just beat the no, shit out of him. No, just a mustache. Just a must. I thought you have to grow a beard to be Amish. Oh, well, the last time they they saw him, he had just a mustache. But okay. Well, if um, you know an Amish dude with fake dyed black hair, just beat the shit out of him until you can drag <laughs> him to the police station. And apparently he's old, because now, right now he's reported to be, like, 70. Oh, okay. So if you know of a dumb Amish motherfucker with gray hair... <laughs> well, just... no, it's dyed black. <laughs> Is he going to continue <laughs> to dye his hair black in his 70s, you think? Well, this only happened, what, like, five years ago? I mean... So oh, he was only true. 65 and he dyed his hair and mustache. Okay, that's just weird. Well, honestly, fuck that guy. I can't believe... Ju that's just horrible. Seriously? And the fucking... The fucking audacity to say, Oh, I want her to be cremated with her own money. Yeah, that's just infuriating. <sighs> Dude, if I was her family, I would purposefully, like, put her in a mausoleum... I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, seriously. Well, that was truly upsetting. Honestly, everything about this episode was truly upsetting except your story. But with that, we will sign off. Please visit our Instagram at Better in Theory Podcast. Send us emails to Better in Theory Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and hear your theories, hear the stories that you want us to cover. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And also just an extra special thank you for being patient while we took a little bit of a break. We are back and we're going to try to get back on schedule. Exactly. This has been Better in Theory.